What's made my morning this morning is, as we were worshipping, I just turned over my right hand shoulder and there was Barbara. And uh, she was singing those words, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. You know when you turn and you see a woman who has led her life through that this morning and she sings that, you know that she sings from the depth of her heart of the goodness of God. And Barbara, amen. Barbara, I just want to thank you for your spirit and your love for God in this house. We love you very much. So God bless you. Okay, I've just been handed this note. We're, not, we're going to get into the word of God. Don't worry. Okay, it says, when Lillian prayed, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. When she started to praise uh, God, he said to me, many people are healed in this church and in the moment, uh, in the moment she prayed. Um, I was too scared to say it uh, to the church, but the Holy Spirit guided me to tell you this morning. Amen. 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 Come on, we believe that, don't we? God bless you. Thank you to the person who, who wrote that. Wonderful. Well, um, for those of you uh, who don't know me, I am Steve. I'm the pastor of this church, and uh, it is our joy to lead this wonderful church. You guys are absolutely awesome. You're absolutely awesome. And um, last week, um, we, we had a bit of time off. We had a, we had a holiday, and then at the weekend, we were, we were, um, I was preaching at a wedding on the Friday, and then I preached back in Nottingham at uh, my old church, uh, New Horizon. And um, they, they were so blessed that you guys released us to be able to, to be there. But I want you to know, church, there's no place like home. This is home. And we couldn't wait to get back. And we loved it. We, and we've been telling everybody this story. Because as we started to head back in the direction to the southwest, all of our kids said, we can't wait to get home. Come on, this is home, church. And um, God's so good. And um, do you know what? Last week, I spent more time giving God glory of all that he's done in this house yeah. since, since we've seen it and what he's done. You know, God's goodness over Tony's life and the healing of the cancer. You know, how amazing is that? L just look around the room right now. Just look what God's done. Remember what God's done in your life. We've got something to celebrate God uh, this morning. And um, Pastor Jackie was here this last week as well. Heard she preached an amazing word. Everybody enjoy that? She preached uh, on Kingdom Living and this morning... I'm, I'm going to continue to um, um, preach on our, our kingdom building series, and uh, my title for us this morning is A Kingdom of Love and Discernment, and uh, we're going to be reading from Matthew 7, verse 1 to 6, and uh, what I love about these verses is Jesus starts to change the temperature of the room, uh, the temperature of the audience of, of who he's speaking to, and he starts to talk to to his disciples and to the people who are listening about. Um, he, he, he was talking about our, it, the inner person and how we outwork that, but he now starts to talk about how we treat others, okay? 
And um, what I love about Jesus is he was never afraid to speak into culture and a, and a bad culture. Yes? And, and, and into situations that needed to be shifted because he knew that actually the kingdom of God should be a certain way. And our whole series of kingdom builders is about us as a church understanding that God has called us to be a people who build the kingdom of God, yes, but that we become more like Jesus and what Jesus wanted the kingdom of God to be. So let's get into the word of God. And it says this, do not judge or you will be judged. Don't worry, I'm going to unpack this. For in the same way you, you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the, te- let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, take out the plank of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw away the pills to the pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Whoa. Now, yes, Pastor Steve gets to preach this message. (laughs) Well, listen, like Jesus, I'm not afraid to speak into a culture either. And I don't believe we've got that culture in this house, but it's important that when we read the scripture, we, we read it and we take note from it. And if we need to do something in our own lives, then we make it right. Yeah? Have you ever... Have you ever been sat there listening to a sermon and you're thinking, someone needs to, someone needs to listen to this sermon? <laughs> I know somebody who needs to hear these words and they need to be sat right here today. But when it comes to today's message, I want you to know this. You may feel that someone maybe needed to be sat next to you, but here's the thing. This message is for you and I. Yeah? And I'm talking to myself. Because I'm not exempt from the word of God. I want you to know that. The word of God, when I preach the word, I have to preach it from a place of conviction. I have to preach it from a place where I believe I'm I'm living this out in my own life as well. And we often rule ourselves out of messages like this. And think, whoa, I'm okay. I'm above this. But this is exactly what this message is about. If you are in that place where you think this message is not for you, it's exactly for you. Well... You see, in the context of these verses, judging refers to setting oneself over others and uh, pronouncing their guilt. You see, Jesus is is warning his disciples about making um, our own opinions as a standard of living. We find the word krino used in the Greek as simply means meaning here to separate. Um, But we often take it further from just separating, and that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about just discernment. In fact, we're commanded to discern all through through Scripture. So 
We need to understand that. This is this right here at the beginning where he talks about judging. When Jesus talks about judging, he's not talking about the sermon. He brings up the sermon later on as we go on. But the sermon on the mount wouldn't make any sense if we didn't have a call into this. And I want you to know that. You see, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 15 says, The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen? So how many, have know, how many of us know that discernment can easily turn into condemnation? You see, we can discern something, but then we can condemn somebody at the same time, and we can lead that into a place of condemnation. You see, this is what Jesus was wanting us uh, He's wanted to address this, and um, the early church found themselves trapped in, the, in a place of judgment. And we read throughout Jesus' life, um, as we read um, that the Philistines, not the Philistines, sorry, the Pharisees, <laughs> that's who I'm talking about, the Pharisees who spent time uh, following Jesus around, and these were the religious leaders of the time, made a point of trying to hold Jesus' account to their own standard of religious way of life. But this is what Jesus is speaking into. He's speaking into a culture of religiosity. Jesus doesn't want us to be a people who are, are religious. He wants us to be a people who live out of relationship and love. Yes? You see, when we... When we read these verses, Jesus is stretching our mindset. He's stretching us and challenging us to a place to teach us about judgment. His longing here in these verses is that the church of Jesus Christ mirrored the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. You see, I hope... I've made it clear in my introduction that none of us are above reproach. And I want you to hear that right. You see, in 1 Peter 16, it says, Keep a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you, against your good behavior in Christ, may be ashamed of their slander. See, Jesus is very clear. If we judge others against our standard, we will also be judged. See, what, what, I, what I love about these, these verses is this, that we're, we're challenged to think outside the box. We're challenged to, to think about how we view people in this world. We're challenged to think about how we view our brother and our sister who sat to our left and our right, yes? See, quite naturally, we, we, we are a people who assess a, a situation. We look at somebody and we, we make a judgment on who they are and how they, how they are by our first appearance. But God wants us to discern things differently. He wants us to get to know people better and understand situations. I don't want you to hear me wrong this morning. God is not saying that we're, we're, we're above reproach. It doesn't mean that we're not above correction because correction is needed. But our job as Christ followers is to live this life from a place of love 
And this means to correct and love. Galatians 6 1 says these words, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you live by the Spirit. You who live by the Spirit, sorry, should restore. Come on. Restore that person gently. Restore that person gently. But watch yourself, or you will also be tempted. You see, right here in these verses, Jesus says it really plainly. Judge, and you will also be judged. See, why, why is Jesus so strict in those words? Because what happens is if we, if we take our, our, our level of life to a place where we judge others at our own standard, okay, this is what happens. It's like the boomerang effect. Woof, we're judging someone. Boom, we're being judged ourselves. God's called us to be different, church. God's called us to be different. Think, think about it this way. Casting judgment on someone is, is one way of doing life. But loving someone and bringing correction in the right way to transform somebody's life and bring restoration into their life will transform their life in a miraculous way. Hey, listen, if, if, you're, if, you're, doing, if you're living your life in a place where, you, where you're walking it and it's, it's leading you into a place away from God, am I not going to go and help my brother? Am I not going to go and help my sister? Absolutely. But I'm not going to judge them for the sin that they've done but I'm going to care for them in love and I'm going to help them on their journey and help them understand what the Word of God says. Not from a place of judgment, not from a place of condemnation, but I'm going to walk the path with them. I'm going to walk the journey with them. You know, I, in, in my life, I've, I've, I've had many people that, I've, uh, that I've, I've, I've walked with on this journey, on this different journey, and... You know, sometimes life will lead them to a place where they take the right, right paths. But sometimes it takes them to a place where they lead the wrong path. And that can be sad. But I still love them. I still care for them. I still reach out for them. Becky and I, we led a youth group, our first youth group, uh, um, um, many, many years ago. And um, <laughs> I know, we are old. I'm 40. We are old. And, uh, and, and now some of, these, some of these young people, they're walking all different types of life. But does it stop us from loving them? No. You see, some of these guys, they've decided to follow Jesus, and some of them are, 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 are living their lives fully for God, and then some of them have decided different paths. But do, I, do we love them any differently? Absolutely not. And that's the same for us, church. This is the culture that God is calling us to do. He's calling us to love people differently. So come on. Don't judge others by our own standards. But come on, let's love people by the standard of God and the word of God. Jesus is not saying doing good and bad and good, Jesus isn't saying doing good or bad and, and good and bad will come back to you. 
It's not like karma or anything like that. Don't hear me wrong. He's saying that when it comes to judging others, we'll also be measured by our judgment. We'll be measured by our judgment. It's a challenge. And I know, I know it may feel uncomfortable to challenge this morning, but sometimes we have, to, we have to preach the difficult words. We have to preach the words that may make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. Because actually, there's a choice where we have to get our, our life back on, on track and get ourselves into a place where we have a culture of love and discernment. See, God's called us to be different. And Restore Church, I, I'm, I'm asking us this morning, let's be a people who bring correction out of a place of love. Please, don't judge somebody. Let's be, uh, let's be a people who help our brothers and sisters. Let's be a people who, who reach out to a community and don't see sin in that way, but we help people on their journey of sin to find salvation and, and life and light in Jesus Christ. Let's be a people who discern from a place of wisdom and not judgment. See, Jesus goes on to speak about the speck and the plank. And my second point is watch out for the plank. <laughs> Some people... <laughs> It's a great, it's a great uh, point. Watch out for the plank. Not that plank, the plank. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody a plank this morning. Okay? It says, when, why do you look at the speck of dust, sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to that plank in your own eye? Well, how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. And you see, Jesus is really brave and straight to the point. And he says, you hypocrite, because that's true. Because the point is, if, if, if you've got something going off, if you've got a plank in your own eye, and you're concentrating on the speck in somebody else's eye, well, it's massive. See, J Jesus' point in this metaphor was to recognize the speck in someone else's eye and ignore the plank in our own eye is hypocritical. See, a great example of this can be found in John 8 with the woman caught with adultery. You see, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, they, they're bringing this woman, they're dragging her to Jesus, expecting him to condemn her. And this is what Jesus says. When they kept questioning him, Jesus, he straightened up. Oh, if Jesus straightened up, he's got something important to say, hasn't he? And he said to them, let anyone of you who ha is without sin throw the first stone to her. Wow. Wow. He who is without sin, let them cast the first stone. You see, corrections needed, but not from a place of condemnation. Jesus calls us to be a people who are different, 
So there's an importance that we've got to understand that we've got to, we've got to deal with the plank in our own lives. And I know this may feel uncomfortable this morning and you may be questioning, do I have a plank in my own eye? Well, maybe some of us might. I'm not saying that we do, but some of us might. But let me tell you, I know a God who is a forgiving God and can remove the plank. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about if you've got a plank. If you're willing to come before God and deal with it, he'll sort it out. But the point is this, that you can't help an, another brother out if, you have, if you've not dealt with the things in your own life. And God's wanting us to be a people who deal with the, with the things in our own life before we, we deal with somebody else's. See, Jesus indicated that the one with the plank in their own eye would not immediately be aware of it, blinded to their own fault, and potentially full of self-righteousness. You see, it's the attempt to bring correction when we ourselves have the same or greater guilt that earns us that rebuke of hypocrite. But Jesus gently brings correction. See, he calls us hypocrite. But that's to, that's to bring shock into our lives. You see, if we're doing something, if we're, if we're judging others, that plank in our eye, God calls us to a place where we understand we've got to deal with that. I wonder how many of us are walking around this world with self-righteousness. See, bringing correction from a place of righteousness and an unawareness of the plank in our own lives. I wonder how much better the, the church of Jesus Christ would operate if we did some self-evaluation. And I'm not, I'm not here to condemn church. Please don't hear me wrong. But when we read these verses, we've got to ask ourselves these questions. We've got to look into our own lives. When I, when, when I prepared this word, I looked, at, I looked at my own life. Because I can't come here and preach a word without looking into my own life. I have, I have to do and live the same way that you guys live life as well. I have to challenge myself and review my own life as well. See, Jesus then goes on to talk about the balance of love with discernment. And this is a bit of a, a riddle, and he talks about do not give dogs what is sacred, do not throw away pills to pigs. If you do, they may be trampled underneath their feet and turn away from you. You see, after Jesus had warned the people of their judgmental attitudes and the self-blinded criticism, he reminds them that he did not imply that the kingdom of God should be suspended from discernment. See, Jesus is wanting us to be a people who discern. Don't be judgmental, but don't throw away our discernment. So don't hear me wrong, church. Don't be judgmental, but don't throw away your discernment today. God's called us to be a people who discern. 
The dogs and swines are often understood as those who can be hostile to the kingdom of God and therefore should be offered the pill uh, there should therefore shouldn't be offered the pills that they've been given uh, to uh, to us as Christ followers what does that mean I'm, and I, and I want to kind of unpack that a little bit because I don't want you to hear me wrong this morning because I'm not saying that the gospel of God shouldn't be for everyone that's not what I'm saying so please don't hear me wrong because Matthew 5 says this word in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and be glorified glorify your father in heaven jesus is not saying this to discourage us from sharing the gospel jesus said this to call us to a place of discernment to encourage us to look for prepared hearts god wants us to look for, for prepared hearts that are ready to receive the word of god when we find such hearts we can be sure that God has already been at work in their hearts. I loved, I loved, John came to me a few weeks ago and he said, I'd love to go out and preach the word of God. And I believe he's connected with some of the Plymouth street preachers. And he's going out on the street preaching the word of God. You see, what, what I love about that is that he's not going out to, to condemn anybody, but he's going out to share the love of God. Yes? There's so many great works in our city which we can connect to. And if you want to know some of those, come and talk to me, come and talk to Chris. And we'd be happy to connect you. And there's going to be some things that we're going to be getting involved in with, with, with the church here. But this, this, this series is all about preparation for us. Because God's called us not to be a people who go out and judge of us, but he's called us to, to be a people who, who come to a place of, uh, of love. And bring correction out of love and bring, draw people to a place of salvation through love. Your friend down the road who's, who, who's addicted to drugs. We're not there to, to condemn them because they're taking drugs. We're there to love them and draw them to a place where they understand the word of God and they can see the love of God. God is the one who brings salvation. God is the one who brings revelation in people's lives. I want us to know that church doesn't matter how many times I tell you you need salvation it's not me who's going to give you salvation it's Jesus who brings salvation it's the Holy Spirit who brings the revelation of salvation into your life but God uses you and I as vessels to share the gospel to share the good news yeah are we getting this how exciting You see, we say things that are both true and helpful because what's our goal? Restoration and wholeness. That Jesus might enter in and that he may bring healing into people's lives. We don't say to people, this is a pill and you should want it. Right? How dare you not want these pills? No. We need to be discerning. We need to pay attention to timing. Some people aren't ready to receive the word of God. But that doesn't stop us from being a people who love. Yeah? But we have to be a people who discern as well. 
So, you see, when you, when you go out and you, you share the gospel today, so many times we share the gospel and we get knocked back because somebody's not prepared for the pearls of the kingdom of God. Yeah? But so often in our walk with God, what happens is that we, we take that as a hit and we, don't, we, we just stop. We take it as discouragement. But God wants us to be a people who discern. That person's not ready to receive, but he is still ready to receive your love and my love and to experience my love in their life. And you see, we can discern those situations that when somebody's not ready to receive the kingdom of God just yet, it doesn't stop us from being a people who love and care. You see, the desire isn't to be right. It's to be helpful. You get that? So many of us want to be right, don't we? We feel a sense of accomplishment when we're right. It's not about our rightness. It's not about our righteousness. It's about how we can help others. So you see these verses in Matthew 7. Jesus starts to turn the temperature about looking at how we treat others. Why? Because he wants the kingdom of God, the people who are part of the kingdom of God, to be different in the world. He doesn't want us to judge people. He doesn't want us to judge our friend down the road who's, who's, who's addicted to drugs. Because they're not ready to receive the word of God and the salvation of God, but they still need our love and our support. What I love about this church is this, that when anybody is walked off the streets, this church loves. And I love you guys for that. But I know, I know I'm preaching this word for us as a future because there's going to be more people. It's not just going to be people who walk off the street. There's going to be people in our city that we're going to bump into. There's going to be family members in our life that are going through difficult times, that are going through mental health, and we're sharing the gospel with them, and they're saying, I don't want to hear what you're saying to me. But that doesn't stop us from loving them. We're going we're gonna to have people in our lives that say, I don't want you to talk to me anymore about Jesus. And I know that's been said to you, Wendy. But that doesn't stop you from loving them. Today, church, I'm, I'm trying to change some mindsets. Are we getting this? See, in my life, there are people that hurt me all the time. But I still love them. But it's a choice. It's a choice not to be offended. It's a choice not to judge them by their actions. And it's a choice to love them in the same way that Christ loves them. And you see, when people push you away and you continue to love, and they keep pushing away and you continue to love, and they keep pushing away and you continue to love, the Holy Spirit speaks into their life. Revelation comes in. 
and they think to themselves, why is this person still here? Why is this person still in my life? All I've done to them is, is push them away. All I've done to them is be horrible. All I've done to them is say all these horrible things. Why have they stayed? And then they have that revelation. They talked about Jesus and Jesus' love. Come on. Jesus, he was rejected, he was despised, but he still hung on that cross because he loved each and every one of us. Today, Jesus didn't look at people, he didn't judge people in a way that they were, they were condemned. He hung on that cross because he loved them. And he loved you and I. And I just think that revelation is such a wonderful thing for us today. Because we can be a people who are different. Who choose to love, but also have discernment. I wonder, Alex, if you'd play for me. And uh, we're going to bring our service to a close. But a message like this, it needs a response. And maybe today your life has been in a place where where you felt it has had judgment on people maybe today you your life you may feel challenged about the plank in your own eye and you need to come before god and say god come and take this plank away maybe today you, you need the encouragement to keep praying for that person, to keep loving for that person. But what I'm going to do today, right, is we're going to close our eyes because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Every eye is going to be closed in this room. And we're going to stand. If that's us, we need to respond to today's message. This is not a place of condemnation. This is a place of love. It's a place and an opportunity to come before God and say, God, lead me afresh. If that's you, I invite you just to stand in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. say, God, I just need to get rid of that plank. Maybe you, you think you haven't got one. But this message is here to tell you to look at your own life and say, Lord, if I've got a plank in my eye, I just want to deal with it now so that I can help my brother and sister. I don't want to be a judgmental person. I want to be someone that acts out of a place of love. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, in this place, for every person that is standing, Lord God, and every person that isn't standing, we just pray right now, Lord God. We open up our lives. And we say sorry, Lord, if we've been judgmental. We say sorry, Lord, if we've not listened to you, right? But right now in this place, Lord God, we lay everything at your feet. And we say, Father God, come and have your way in this place. Come and have your way in our lives afresh.
Lord, help us to be a people who live out of a place of love and show your love. Help us to be a people who discern correctly, Lord God, when is right and when is wrong to speak into people's lives. If people aren't ready, Lord God, Lord, we're not going to take offense, but we're going to continue to be a people who love. Holy Spirit, just come fill us afresh right now. We ask this in your mighty name.